Hello and welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your favorite hockey team every day. Today is Tuesday, October 15th. I hope everyone had either a great Canadian Thanksgiving or Columbus Day. If you're listening elsewhere around the world, uh, I don't know if you had a holiday where you are, but I hope you had a great Monday nonetheless. The Bruins certainly did as the A uh, beat the Anaheim Ducks by a score of 4-2 to on home ice, their second home game of the season. Uh, but we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, again, this is the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, a daily Boston Bruins podcast where we talk about all things black and gold. Today, uh, like I said, we'll, we'll break down the Bruins 4-2 win over the Ducks. Uh, we'll also take a quick look at the Atlantic Division Power Rankings and some headlines from around the NHL. The Bruins are now off. Uh, until Thursday where they will play the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning and then they have a home-and-home home with the Maple Leafs followed by a, uh, a game against the St. Louis Blues uh, who we all know and do not love. Um, so that's what's coming up for them. Just to mention off the top, if you'd like to follow the show on Twitter, you can do so at LO underscore Boston Bruins. Follow me at Ian C. McLaren. And please uh, subscribe, download, listen, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple, Google, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, Pocket Casts, uh, Pod Bay. I don't even know where else there is, but please follow the show. And if you can't find it in your uh, particular app, uh, then go ahead and copy the RSS feed and it should bring it up as well. Um, so yeah, I hope everyone had a great long weekend. As I said, um, the Bruins have extended their, uh, season opening record to five, one and oh, they beat the Anaheim ducks. And the big story on Monday was David Pasternak scoring his third, fourth, fifth, and sixth goals of the season. Our boy Pasta broke out again with uh, four goals on the day. All the offense that the Bruins uh, generated in that game. And uh, let's see who drew the assists on those goals. Bergeron Krug assisted on the first one. Marchand on the second one. Third one was unassisted. And the fifth was, oh sorry, the fourth was from Marchand and Krug. So, uh Pasternak, for the time being, I believe is second now in goals, four behind James Neal of the Edmonton Oilers, a couple others at six as well. The Bruins were outshot in this one, 32-23. They continued their trend of jumping out to an early lead, but then kind of having a pitiful second period. They were outshot uh, 16-6, and I think I saw somewhere that they gave up uh, 10 high-danger scoring chances in that frame as well. So Yaroslav Halak making his third start of the season. He came up big in that second frame uh, when his team needed uh, him to bail them out. And um, they managed to uh, kind of thwart the Ducks' attack and then counter with some goals by uh, Pasternak. He scored – sorry, he scored once in the second – 
Uh, Ricard Raquel scored to make it 2-1, but then Pasternak added a couple more uh, before Adam Henrique cut it to 4-2 with about uh, four minutes left in the third period. Um, so yeah, that second period is a bit uh, bit of a concern for the Bruins so far. They've been regularly outshot in the second period uh, in several of their games uh, so far, but again, they generated enough offense to offset that onslaught and managed to come out with the victory um, by a score of 4-2. to two. After the game, Pasternak, on his 4-goal performance, he said, he's just try- I'm just trying to be a better player than last year. That's my biggest focus every year. And, uh, you know, he the, the thing with Pasternak is obviously he's an all-world scorer. He's got uh, just oodles of uh, offensive talent. Um, he plays with Bergeron and Marchand, who are generally thought to be more responsible uh, defensively. Um, Marchand, or sorry, Pasternak takes a few more risks um, and is known to, you know, turn over the puck from time to time. Um, whatever he he can score uh, as well as anybody. Uh, last season, he scored 38 goals in 66 games. Uh, over an 82-game season, by my math, that would have been good for 47 goals if he had been, uh, that was the pace he was at, if he was able to stay healthy. Um, so I think right now the goal is for sure for him to score uh, 40 goals for the first time in his career. Again, he was too shy of that through 66 games last season. If he's able to stay healthy, um Obviously, he won't keep up this pace as he's currently on a goal-per-game pace, but I don't think that 50 is out of the question for him this season. Um, And uh, obviously, the Bruins certainly could use all the offense they can get from him um, as, you know, one of their premier, well, I'd say their best their best winger, him and Marchand are their best wingers uh, without question. So um, just to get a full healthy season out of him, I think he could easily push for 50 this season. And uh, yeah, it's just a joy to be able to watch him game in and game out. Uh, Head coach Bruce Cassidy has given them Tuesday off, so there'll be no practice um, to speak of. Uh, Another thing to note is that David Krejci was injured in this one. He had to leave. Uh, I think he left in the first period. He came back for a bit of the second, but was not able to continue. Um, So there's some concern about his status for Thursday's game against Tampa Bay. He'll be re-examined. And uh, I guess Wednesday after practice, we'll have a better idea of if he'll miss any more time. Par Lindholm would probably come in uh, to the lineup if he's not able to go um, as they have, uh, that extra healthy forward up um, before they'd have to resort to calling anybody up from the AHL. Um, so we'll keep an eye on David Krejci, and hopefully he doesn't miss any time. But if he does, then uh, there are reinforcements uh, available, uh, not only up with the NHL team, but also down on the farm if they have to call up. I would think a guy like uh, Paul Carey, perhaps, would be one of the first uh, to to get that call if necessary. Now, before we jump into the Atlantic Division power rankings, let me just talk 
to you for a moment about vivid seats. We all love a good night out, whether it's seeing your favorite team or your favorite band. Vivid Seats rewards loyalty program. You can attend the concert or a game of your choice and earn credit towards your next live event. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all live events. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section or row of your choice, all in the Vivid Seats app. All you need to do is go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. You'll be automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program. Um, you can even earn credit back on your purchases and, uh, every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. Make memories that last a lifetime and let Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Enter promo code postseason at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. That's Vivid Seats. Go to the App Store or Google Play, download the app. You'll be automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program. Enter promo code postseason at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. Now, as we do usually every Monday, we're going to now take a look at the Atlantic Division Power Rankings. And I apologize if you can hear any shenanigans in the background. That would be my uh, small sons who are mucking about uh, in the room outside this one. Um, but yeah, we usually do this every uh, Monday. I pushed it back due to Boston playing in the afternoon and there was a couple other teams in action as well. So, uh, let's take a look now at the Atlantic division power rankings and coming in again at number eight is the Ottawa senators. The senators were shut out uh, 2-0 by the Minnesota Wild on Monday afternoon. The Wild, uh, that was their first win of the season. They're 1-4 now, so uh, not a great uh, moment for the Senators to allow a winless team to get their first. It was a weird week for the Senators because they actually did uh, beat Tampa Bay the other night. Uh, Tampa Bay had been coming off a huge uh, win over Toronto. Uh, seven to three, and then they lost to Ottawa. So kind of a letdown game uh, for them. Maybe they kind of expended a lot of energy trying to get up for the least game, and then came out flat against Ottawa. That was Ottawa's first and only win of the season. Um, it did come against a, a pretty good team in Tampa Bay, obviously, but um, yeah, still they're one and four. They have a minus seven goal differential, and. Um, yeah, again, like we've said several times, the, the Senators are expected to be in position to select first overall next year. And um, I forecast them being in eighth in the Atlantic power rankings week in and week out. So not too much to say about them at this point. Coming in at number seven. Uh, ooh, this is a tough one. The two Florida teams are actually... Uh, Ranked sixth and seventh right now, just by points. Uh, Tampa Bay is two, two, and one, uh, with a plus three goals differential. Tampa, or sorry, the Florida Panthers are two, two, and two. They won Monday after uh, coming back from, I believe, they erased a three goal deficit at the hands of the New Jersey Devils to keep them uh, winless uh, in the swamp. Uh, the Panthers do have a minus five goal differential. Sergey Bobrovsky has not looked very sharp at all for his new team, and they seem to really be 
struggling to find their footing um, under new head coach Joel Quenville. Um, uh, who who should I? I guess just based on the fact that Teb has the positive goal differential and a game in hand, I'm going to put Florida down in seventh for the time being, although Tampa Bay really has some work to do in order to prove to all of us that they are more like the team that uh, danced to the President's Trophy last year and less like the team that was swept by the Columbus Blue Jackets in the first round. Um... So I'm going to put Tampa Bay down in sixth. Coming in at number five is the Detroit Red Wings. They are three and two. Uh, They lost on Saturday to the Toronto Maple Leafs on home ice. Uh, They jumped out to a a bit of a lead, uh, but they, yeah, gave up the final three goals in that one and, and fell to the Maple Leafs on home ice. That was a game that I was forced to watch at a family gathering for Thanksgiving uh, in instead of the Bruins game, which was a bit of a bummer, but uh, yeah, the Detroit Red Wings, you know, impressive enough to have won three out of five to date. Uh, but um, again, that not much is expected of this team uh, this season, and I believe that they'll uh, drop. Uh, I don't know. I could see them dropping to to seventh in the division when it's all said and done, uh, with Florida and Tampa Bay jumping up above them at some point. Um, in fourth place, I'm going to put the Montreal Canadiens. They're coming off a uh, win over St. Louis uh, on the weekend, uh, the defending Stanley Cup champions, as we all know. Uh, they're 2-1-2 two, and two to begin the season. They have a big test coming up with a, a game against the Tampa Bay Lightning, um, which uh, maybe that's not much of a test at this point based on how the Lightning have started, but... Um, yeah, an impressive showing so far for uh, for the Canadians. Uh, Max Domi really seems to be uh, taking on a mantle of leadership there, and um, he scored a as nice of an empty net goal as you're ever going to see the other night. Kind of uh, dashing by a couple of Blues defenders and then laying himself out on the ice to swat the puck into the net. Um, obviously, with Carey Price around, they'll always have a chance. A healthy Shea Weber, um, even though, you know, slap, sh- slap shots from the point aren't really as in vogue as they used to be, but he still has a banger, and uh, I would not want to step in front of it myself. Um, and Nick Suzuki is a personal favorite of mine. He's looked good uh, so far as a rookie. Uh, so they have a good mix of veterans and youth right now, and uh, they might surprise with remaining in playoff contention for the foreseeable future. Uh, like I said, with Carey Price, they'll always have a chance. So Canadians coming in at number four. Uh, the Maple Leafs, we'll put at number three. Uh, honestly, they haven't really uh, done too much to impress so far this season. They snapped a three-game losing streak, like I mentioned, with a win in Detroit on Saturday. Uh, and they today sent... Promising rookie defenseman uh, Rasmus Sandin down to the AHL with Kevin Gravel coming up uh, to replace him. Uh, there's still questions on the blue line there in my mind. I've mentioned already that uh, there's still questions in terms of Frederick Anderson's workload and whether or not uh, he can sustain 
uh, starting another 60 games this season. Uh, Mitch Marner hasn't really looked that great after his uh, sort of prolonged contract negotiations. Um, so there's still some questions with this team in my mind. And uh, they're clearly better than what they've shown so far. And they should be top three in this division when it's all said and done. But um, still some uh, work to be done there in my mind. Uh, coming in number two, I'm going to put our Boston Bruins. Like I said, they're 5-1-0. and They've won two in a row now, both games at home. Uh, one against New Jersey, one against Anaheim. Not the greatest competition in the world, but um, they are... Uh, yeah, just getting the job done. They have arguably the two best uh, goalies, sorry, not the two best goalies in the league, but the best goalie tandem in the league. Uh, Halak and Rask have been uh, rotating game in, game out, so I would expect Rask will play Thursday against Tampa Bay, but each has uh, yeah been excellent so far in net, and they're getting uh, prime production from the top line, uh, still would like to see more from the second and third line, but um, yeah, they have a plus six goal differential and they're second place team in my mind in the Atlantic to date. And that would leave Buffalo at number one. They are 5-0-1. They beat uh, the Dallas Stars on Monday afternoon. Uh, shutting them out, I believe, for nothing. They have a plus 12 goal differential through six games, and that's uh, compared to Boston, who's plus six through six games as well. Uh, they've won three in a row, and they do seem like uh, a legitimate team to be concerned about in the Atlantic division this, this season. Uh, Rasmus Dahlin and Jack Eichel are premier talents at their position, and they're getting some uh, scoring uh, from elsewhere in the lineup as well. Uh, rookie Victor Olison actually, he leads the team with four goals. Then we have Eichel, then Skinner with three goals, Sam Reinhardt and former Bruin Marcus Johansson with a couple goals in there as well. Darlene leading the team in assists. Former Bruin Colin Miller, he's chipping in as well. Um, so they're getting um, production up and down the lineup. They're getting the goaltending that they need. And, uh, you know, with each passing game, it seems as though this Sabres team is no fluke and they will be a, a team to be uh, reckoned with throughout the course of the season. Uh, Ralph Kruger has stepped in and is doing a great job as, as head coach there, um, you know, putting himself in early uh, Jack Adams contention, um, which obviously it's way too early. Uh to be talking about that, but still, it's uh, he's doing a great job so far, and uh, excited to see. I'm actually excited to see how well they can do this season. I know the Bruins, Sabers, is rivalry there, but uh, this team has been down in the dumps, and quite honestly, the Buffalo market is one of the best in hockey. They they'll watch anything, and the ratings there are always high, even when the team is crap. Um, so they. Um, I think they have suffered long enough and are due to have a team that's uh, that's pretty competitive. So Buffalo Savers coming in at number one once again this week. And uh, we'll be back with the um, Atlantic Division Power Rankings 
next Monday as usual. And uh, usually Tuesdays it's three up and three down where we take a look at three Bruins who are uh, trending upwards, three who are trending downwards. Uh, but maybe we'll push that to later in the week after the Tampa Bay game. To finish the show, as we usually do, we'll take a look at some storylines around the NHL. As I mentioned, the Panthers, uh, they handed the New Jersey Devils another loss uh, by rallying from three down in the third period. Devils dropped to 0-6, and you have to wonder how long head coach John Hines, uh, whether you know he'll keep his job or if his, his buns are just burning up on that hot seat right now. Um, I can't see him lasting too much longer if this continues because the expectation was that this team would challenge for a playoff spot at the very least uh, with, you know, after trading for Subban, um, trying to keep Hall in the mix. He'll be a UFA this next summer uh, with Hughes, Gusev, those guys. Um, yeah, we'll have keep an eye on that coaching situation there. Um, Nicholas Schalmerson is out indefinitely for the Coyotes with a lower body injury. Tough break for them. Uh, the three stars of the week were named uh, on Monday, and it was Connor McDavid, Patrick Laine, Sidney Crosby leading the way. Out in Vancouver, uh, goaltender Jacob Markstrom has been granted a leave of absence uh, from the team uh, for uh, the next few days. He's expected to come back this weekend. It's a family matter. Uh, so I hope all is well with him and his family. Um, you never like to hear a player, uh, you know, uh, having to leave a team for personal reasons like that. You always fear the worst, but we uh, hope that uh, things are will be all right for him. Uh, a personal note, I mentioned that I watched El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie on Friday. Then this past weekend, I proceeded to watch uh, the entirety of season one of Breaking Bad, uh, and it, it holds up. Uh, it's my favorite show, like I said, and uh, it was I hadn't watched it for quite some time, so it was really uh, great to go back and see how that show started. Uh, quite gruesome scenes, to be honest, in the first few episodes. Uh, those of you who watched it will remember the infamous bathroom uh, scene, sorry, bathtub scene. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm excited to keep watching it. I have not watched yet the Succession season finale, but I've heard that it was uh, really great, and I hope to watch that tonight, so I'll mention that tomorrow. If you haven't watched Succession, uh, I really highly recommend it. It's probably my favorite show on TV right now. Righteous Gemstones I really love as well. That's Danny McBride's new show. Um, just kind of looking at... Uh, evangelicalism in America and uh, kind of a mega church pastor family. It's uh, pretty hilarious and I really enjoyed the first season. Uh, yeah, I guess that'll do it for today's show. Again, the Bruins 5-1-0 to start the season. Uh, it was really great to see Pasternak bust out with the rooster hat trick on Monday and Again, they're off for a couple days now until they face Tampa Bay on Thursday night. This has been the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Ian McLaren. You can find me on Twitter at Ian C. McLaren. Follow the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins. Again, forgive any screaming or shenanigans that you hear in the background. The boys 
like to cause a ruckus after dinner between uh, bath time and bedtime, always known as the witching hour for us parents. Uh, so forgive any of that in the background if you're hearing that. Um, yeah, please continue to tell your friends about the show. Any Bruins fans in your life, let them know this is a daily Boston Bruins podcast and uh, get them to subscribe, download, rate, and review. Love to see some more uh, star ratings on Apple coming in. And thank you so much for the support to date, for listening, for reaching out on Twitter. And uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, we'll have a mailbag segment. So please feel free to hit me up with any questions um, on Twitter. Or you can email uh, lockedonbostonbruins at gmail.com. Take care, friends, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.